All right, everybody, Vinny Fisher back with another episode of Total CEO. Hey, you know, it's funny, I'm thinking about like, like how we work in our business every day. And you just go through the motions, like you get up for the day, you kind of answer all the fires, you're, next thing you know, the day's over. And you may or may not know whether or not you've actually made any progress or felt like it was a purposeful day. Well, I got a guest on here that I'm super jacked up and excited for all of us to speak with and to hear some information about and kind of banter back and forth about this idea of purpose and what drives us in our business every day. And so uh, I want to first introduce uh, Dove Barron to the show today. Dove, thanks for being on the show. Thanks, Vinny. It's an honor and a pleasure to be here. Appreciate you inviting me. So really the most important question before anything else, how many people butcher your name on a regular basis? Oh, only an average of about 99 out of 100. <laughs> and there's, you know, it's three letters. It's very complicated. Three letters, D O V, but pronounced. If if English is your first language, pronounce it D A W V, Dov. Dov. Yeah. There's no see, no wings, right? No wings, so no e. Okay, no dove. It's Dov. You got it. See, that's why I brought it up because I figured I butchered it too. And by the way, I, I actually knew that. It was a great way to start the story. But all right, so. Dov, before we get into any of uh, the continued discussion, if someone quickly wanted to find you, you your business is Full Monty Leadership. You can see that at fullmontyleadership.com. And yep. if they want to get digesting things from you, we'll talk about later how we're going to give them some materials. But if they want to jump in and see your business while they're listening to you and I, they can just go right to fullmontyleadership.com and check that out. That would be a great place for you to go. You'll find all kinds of great stuff there. Awesome. All right, Dov. Dov, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself so uh, our audience can dial into this conversation? All right, without sounding like I'm blowing my own horn too much, uh, I've been speaking for 34 years. I speak internationally. I've spoken in most major cities of Australia, Canada, US, uh, France, uh, Netherlands, the UK, etc. Um, best-selling author of several books, and uh, Inc. magazines made me in the top 100 leadership speakers to hire along with people like Richard Branson. And I have a podcast, uh, which is called leadership and loyalty tips, which is the number one podcast in the world globally for fortune 500 listeners and Inc made it the number one podcast to make you a better leader. Of course, that's secondary after the uh, total CEO show. Hey, so uh, slow down. You went fast leadership <laughs> and loyalty tips. So if our people yeah. want to go now, they just go into the, into their little, I, uh, whatever, app they're launching that with but they can go subscribe to leadership and loyalty tips yeah just go dove baron leadership and loyalty tips and then you'll hit that and subscribe to that so all that's right, cool. one of the places to find out more about me and what it is that i do and all the great interviews we got we got like almost 400 interviews on there so wonderful that is great and including so some of your guests that's great. Hey, like, you know, uh, you and I are out there trying to help people win at this thing, right? Absolutely. So we just need more people hearing purpose-driven and living a purposeful, driven life that allows you to succeed. And I, that's why I was so excited about having you as a guest on our show. And that's really the axiom of Dove is you're all about being purposeful and driven in all the things you do, right? Absolutely. And I think that so often people don't understand mission. It's, uh, they think purpose is mission. And mission and purpose are vastly, vastly different. Mm. 
Okay, well, since you opened that can of worms, what's the vast difference between mission and purpose? Well, mission statements are often that, that thing that's on the wall behind somebody and that, you know, I'll give you a great example. We were speaking with a company that had brought us an international company working with their team in France. And we've got these nine CEOs, global CEOs from around the world. And the global CEO was a client of mine that I mentored with one along with. And in the training, he'd ask me, how can I help? And I said, you go first in everything. But for this exercise, I said, I don't want you to go first. I want you to go last. He's like, okay. So I go around the room and ask everybody, what's your mission statement? And each one of them says the mission statement. I look over at the CEO. And as we're getting further around the room, it looks like his head's about to explode. Because, of course, nobody knows the mission statement. And we get to him. And I said, what's the mission statement? He tells me. And he's furious. And he goes, I think we should stop here and we should work on this. And I go, nope. And he goes, why? I said, because it doesn't matter. And he goes, clearly it does. Nobody knows it. I go, it doesn't matter. And he goes, why would you say that? I said, because the evidence is nobody remembers it, so it doesn't matter. Mm. This is a mission statement. Nobody is connected to it. It's something that the marketing team or somebody came up with is contrived. What you need is purpose, and purpose is deeply emotional and deeply subjective. I am connected to my purpose and I'm then connected to the corporate purpose. And if there's not an alignment, you're going to lose your people, particularly today dealing with millennials, because they want to do meaningful work in a meaningful organization. You have All right, got so let's go right there, Dov. Um, so lots of people are, are talking in this new age world about this, like, they treat purpose like they do happiness or love. Like, it's this, this, this mystic thing. It's not attainable. Do you, you know where I'm going with this? Like, so... Like, help, help us, help me, help you to help us. <laughs> Thank you, Jerry. A little bit tighter on this idea of how do we identify and know and start to hear the whispers of what purpose looks like for us corporately and in our teams. That's a great question, really great question. So, of course, this is a process. We have a purpose process that take, takes a little time and depth to do because this is not shallow work. This does require you to dig in. Uh, and the results of it are phenomenal. However, let me just start with this. I'm going to give people an exercise that I want you to do. You can do it right now. You can write to Vinny and tell him what you've got out of it. But it will give you a great start. And here's the first thing I want you to do. I want you to think about who you wanted to be when you were a kid. Did you want to be Superman? Did you want to be a fireman? Did you want to be a nurse? Did you, you know, what did you want to be when you were a kid? Or who did you want to be? So you wanted to be like your dad, you wanted to be like your mom, you wanted to be like your Aunt Sally, or whatever it was. And get that down, and just take a bit of time, journal on that and dig it out, and then once you've got that down, look at those people, and look at those positions, as in Superman, or Fireman, or Nurse, or whatever it was, and say, what are the characteristics? So what are the characteristics of that? So then you've got, now you've got this list of what you wanted to be or who you wanted to be, but you've got this list of characteristics. And then you ask yourself, are those characteristics in me? Am I truly living those characteristics? Because that was actually the seeds of your purpose trying to come through when you were a child. That was what you were pulled to. That's why you were pulled to Batman and somebody else was pulled to Superman. So back on that third one real quick. Are those characteristics in me? Are, are you living out those characteristics that you dreamt about when you were a child? Is that where, there's like a self-assessment, like you thought this, all right, let's take a look and take a litmus of your life. Are you living that out? 
Well, I would go further and say, where are you and where are you not living it out? I like that. So where are you living it out? And then where are you not? Li- I love that. Where are right. you- so where are you living out? Where are you not living it out? So take a look at that. And then what? And say, so then there you go. Right, here's the obvious. I get those three things. And then I get what looks like clear as mud, an answer, right? Yeah. Wow, I feel like I'm out on a cliff. What do I do with that? It's a, again, great question. So now you've got, okay. So now here's what, I just want to share with everybody what I believe. Yep. I believe that we go into leadership, we go into business unconsciously, but we go into business, we go into leadership to reconcile our soul. Okay, I'm listening. You got my attention. We go into business, we go into leadership to reconcile our soul, to reconcile, to reconstitute the parts of ourselves that we've disenfranchised, the parts of ourselves that we've pushed away, the shadow part of ourselves and the magnificent part of ourselves. As Marianne Williamson said, we're not afraid that we're small, we're afraid how big we are. So we disenfranchise our smallness, our shadow and our greatness. But we go into leadership and we go into business to pull those things back together. Now that we've got this list of characteristics, we go, oh, hold on a second. Where, where have I disenfranchised those parts of myself? Mm. Because when you bring those things back, you, again, you wouldn't be pulled to them you would, if they weren't part of you. Right. As, as Carl Jung said, you, there is nothing but a mirror. Your only reflection, the world is a reflection. So you're pulling those things back to you and you go, okay. So if, the, if I was to live by those characteristics, why would I be here? What is the purpose of my life? Why am I driven? If I look at those characteristics, why am I driven? What is it that pulls me? What is it about that? Because, you know, I say to people, well, why are you in business? They go, well, make money. Obviously, that's the, the premise of business, but that's a crappy answer. I don't so, even think it's an accurate answer, to be honest with you. I think money is a lagging indicator and not a leading indicator. So you're not absolutely. in it for, so I, I, I actually think it's a cop-out answer. I think it's, uh, I think it's uneducated, and I, I know I'm offending people, but I, it's just not a true answer. No, exactly, and I fully agree with you. So I say, okay, so let's put that to the side for a moment. It's about yep. money. You've got to make money. But here's the thing. Why are you in business? What is it that you're looking to do? And then people say, well, I, of course I want to help people. Again, vague answer. Yeah. Don't care. Nobody I, don't know what that, I don't even know what that means anymore. Right. Right? Everybody wants to help everybody. And here's, again, my belief. I believe that, that people generally are good, and we want to help people. So, it's a, again, it's a vague answer. But now if I look at this list of characteristics, and I see that some of those pieces are disenfranchised, yep. and I say, if I brought all those home, why am I in this business? Hmm. Not business, this business. Yep. Because I guarantee you, whatever business you're in, it may be that you're in shipping like our friend Tony, but he isn't in the business of shipping. He's in a whole different business, but the vehicle is that. And the distinction that we don't understand is we, we confuse, again, mission statements with purpose, but the other thing we confuse is passion with purpose. So let's go ahead and throw out that shout out since you halfway showed it. You're talking about our friend Tony G over at Ship Offers. Absolutely. Tony Grabmeyer, great guy, doing great work. And, and again, being driven from a deeper purpose. And, and, you know, so here you go. Let's go back to that a little bit. So, by the way, Tony G is awesome, right? So he, he needs to hear that because his ego is so fragile. So let's just keep saying that to make him feel better. But He's an amazing guy. I just tease him. I, I had to get a little ribbon there. It's Tony. Right? Why, why not? All right. So, Dov, back to this. 
you, we get there, you've got clients who get to this part with a third one where you're starting to do new math. So there's two, there's two bits of math. You get exhilarated that you're close. You just have to make some pivots and kind of tighten things up. And I want to talk more about that in a sec for a second. But then you got this other one where you're doing some math and you're like, whoa, I'm in the Atlantic Ocean. I thought I was in the Pacific Ocean. Mm -hmm. And so that one sounds like an obvious course correct and what you have to do there. What are some of the things that you see or experience when, when someone goes through this and they're close? They're, they might not be there, but they're close and they need some massaging or pivots. What are some of the, uh, what are some of the results you see coming out of these people? Does that make so, sense asking that question? Like, uh, I guess what I'm trying to get at is, like, I heard that test. I'm like, whoa, I love what I'm doing. I like all the things I'm doing. But, you know, I don't know that I've held myself to that standard on characteristics where it is and isn't living. Like, I have to drop some stuff immediately that aren't lined up with some of those characteristics and accept the consequences of the results of actions that have to happen as a result of decisions I made before that don't fall in line with that purpose. But, boy, I feel energized right now on this show just – thinking through that in a very almost juvenile sense because I need more time with it. But yeah. what are your clients experiencing? When do you know it's actually kicking in where like, whoa, they're actually doing some of the crap I'm telling them to do? It's a great question and, and a somewhat controversial answer. Cool. The moment I know it's working is the moment there's resistance. Okay. I like it. The moment there's resistance, because what happens is, in fact, not for, not for my clients, but for all of us, me included, is that moment of shift is the moment where I've got to give something up. Yeah. I've got to let go of something in order to get something else. You can't get to where you want to go while you're holding on to where you were. It's just not possible. But there's great security in where I was. So how do I let go? And, and, there's this, and the thing is, there's this middle space which is I'm not quite where I want to go and I can't hold on to where I was and now there's this void, oh my God, I'm going to die. And your ego mind goes, oh my God, I'm going to die. And, and so what happens we do, as a result of that, do we like shut down, catatonic, or are we frozen? Like when we actually say those things to ourselves, I'm like thinking like what the heck, what's my result of what I do when I say those things because we've all said it, right? Yeah, um, the re the, what happens is this. Well, I'm just not sure this is going to work for me. Mm, uh, you know, I, I, this, is, this is marvelous stuff, but I think it's different for me. And, and you know what? What I'm doing is really working. Uh, you know, and I was just looking for this to pivot me and take me up another level. But it's, uh, everything's good. It's, I mean, really, you know, oh, this is taking too much work. Oh, this is a bit too hard. This is not what I thought it would be. All that bullshit. Ex uh, excuses, uh, uh, reasons to stay the same happen. And at that point, I lean in and I go, congratulations. And they go, for what? You're at the point where you're going to have to change. Because in life, you have a pivotal point which doesn't matter. And then you have a choice point. In 1990, I was the most successful I'd ever been up until that point. I was speaking all over the world. I had a lineup of people waiting for me. It was on TV, radio, newspapers. I was doing incredibly well. I was even driving a big American car, so I knew it was successful. And then I fell off a mountain. Hmm. and got smashed to pieces, fell the equivalent of 12 stories while free climbing, and got smashed to pieces. And people say, how did that change you? It didn't. It didn't change me. 
what happened was I got smashed up and I certainly was broken up and damaged. And I kept telling myself, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. I'm a leader. I'm from the ghetto, man. Nobody gets me down. I'm, you know, I'm coming back. Nothing changed. My ego was still fully intact. That's not the point of change. The pivotal point doesn't matter. It's the choice point. The choice point matters when you've actually, when things can go back to normal, will you go back to normal or will you make another choice? Mm. That's the point of distinction. That's when it all shifts. It's the choice point, not the pivotal point. The, the choice point was you weren't going to go, your choice point with that fall was what? Go back to the way it had been. And that's what I kept saying. I'm going back. I'm coming back, baby. That's what I kept telling myself until I had the breakdown and found myself on my living room floor in the fetal position, weeping and realizing that everything was gone and that I would have to make another choice. And I could try and keep coming back, which was not going to work. I'd proved that over a period of nine months. I was, could stay with the same, which was incredibly seductive. The idea that I was a victim and this was just my story and, you know, it was just my fate. Yeah. Or the third choice was to dig in and find out what was my purpose. Mm. Why am I really here? That was the place. And that was not an easy choice. That was the toughest of the three choices. The familiar was easy. I'd done that before. Laying as a victim was very easy. But to actually dig in? So I get it. Whenever any of my clients hit that place, I go, listen, I've been there. I understand. It's so easy to throw in the towel there. But here's what happens. You will transform. Your business will transform. What we know about companies that are purpose-driven by purpose-driven leaders, 700% higher job growth, 400% higher revenues, 1,200% higher stock values. For those people who like the nuts and bolts and the nitty-gritty of this woo-woo soft skill stuff, here's the nuts and bolts. That's massive shift for you in your, company, in your growth. I love it. You know, I'll tell you, um, Deb and I have been married – you know, 22 years and, you know, we, she's fights the good fight. She probably has to fight a little harder than I have to fight that fight. And uh, we talk about this all the time Dov, about this idea that you, um, we, we make it, we make a decision in our marriage to love each other, right? We have to make that conscious decision to do that. It's not this feeling or thing. And, you know, in, in our life, we have hard decisions to make. And if we don't literally make those hard decisions, we're going to fall back into a position of, I don't even like the word normalcy anymore because it, it, to me it sounds like a, I don't even know what it sounds like. It sounds like defeat in my head. It might not be right, but it's just what it sounds like to me. And so how does, you get someone to this position point. I love this resistance. So here's the question I have under telling you about my awesome wife. We get there. There's two of us. There's a team. There's people. I'm light years ahead of everyone else because I've done this. How do I drag everyone else through it? But you don't. All right. You never drag anybody through anything. That's, That's a tough question. So what? Where do we go? What happens? Like I get there, right? What? What? Who's next? How do they draft behind you? Like how does that happen? So first thing is you become the example. You become the walking example. People see the shift. I'm working with with one a, a partner right now in, in a legal uh, organization in Australia, and and he, and we're just into they, the, they have those in Australia. I yeah. thought that was the land of criminals. <laughs> Yeah, no history there. Um, and, he, and, you know, and, he, and he said, you know, it's amazing how much my partners say how much I've changed. And I said, yeah, but they don't get how much work you've done. And he goes, no, they don't. Because he had to re-examine everything. Yeah. And this is what, what it's important. 
But as a result, he's more profitable, he's more, way more engaged, and he's built an entirely new level of loyalty of the people around him. This is what happened. How long? Um, he and I have been working together for two and a half months. That's okay. it. So that's great. I love it, right? I believe in the 60, 90 day stuff. I love it. So where did you, where did he start to feel some muscle memory in this? They, there was like some, uh, the choice points were happening. When, when, when did things start to uh, it have impact after the resistance, of course? Yeah. So, so first of all, I don't know that resistance is ever done. That's number one. <laughs> Amen, everybody. I'm having <laughs> massive resistance right now. So yeah, I'm with you. So I don't know that resistance is ever done. And I think that that's, that's part of the heroic journey that we're all on is, is will I step to the next battle? Will I fight for what matters? And when you have purpose, that is what lets you fight for that. So with each one of each time with him in the time that we've worked together, the end of the first session, there's resistance there. And at the end of that same first session is okay. You've had a pivotal moment. Now here's your choice point. What are you going to do? Hmm. So every single time, and we're building on that constantly. So when did it start to take root where it's more about working on him? Because I, I want to back up for a second, everybody. Listen, your leaders in your business, this is about doing a work in you first. Not go tell everyone else what they need to go get done. Do a work in you. So where, did that, where, where do you see your clients start to see a shift? Is it like less than 30 days, around 14? No, it, yeah, so definitely within 14 days, there's some shift. Within 30 days, there's significant shift. At 90 days, now they don't see the world the same. I always say right. that we've changed the glasses. The lenses you're looking through are completely different. And the analogy I give is that you need to wear glasses and you've never worn them and the world is fuzzy, but you don't even know that because that's how we've all seen the world. And suddenly I'm giving you these lenses to look through and you might go, oh my God, my husband is ugly, take him off. <laughs> my world is ugly, take off the glasses. Well, my wife's been stuck with that burden since the beginning of our marriage. So we're just going to have to live through that. But right. so, so Dov, you have uh, some gifts for our guests, right? You have yeah, a... Yeah. At fullmontyleadership.com, uh, you have a specific site, matrix.fullmontyleadership.com, where you're giving, and we have that link for you guys and gals, so you don't have to, you can look below here in, in, the, in the show notes to get that, but at matrix.fullmontyleadership.com, what are they going to get there? So this is, this is a, thanks for, thanks for letting everybody know about that. So this is a great thing. This took me a long time to build. And what it is, is a self-assessment test for authentic leadership. And it broken up into five categories. So you go through, it's very quick. You can do it in like 10 minutes. But what it'll do is it'll give you a, a, an assessment of where you fall in each of those categories, whether that's emotional intelligence, authentic leadership in action, which I happen to have a new e-course on. Because you know, I was talking to one guy and he, he said, but I think I'm really authentic. Why did I score low in that? And I said, the key word is in action. Mm. I said, you are very authentic. But in action, when you're delivering that with the people you work with, the people you lead, leaders have to go first. It's exactly what we we're talking about before. Yeah. Leaders go first. You must be the example. Don't tell me that I've got to be more authentic and you're inauthentic. Yeah. So authentic, authenticity in action. So five categories whether it's conflict and communication, whether it's emotional intelligence, whether it's culture, whatever it is, and you get to assess yourself and see where your strengths are Love and where you lift up your game. Ooh, sounds like some tough work, man. I, I, I love it, though. So I'm being a little self-deprecating. I, uh, 
I, I knew coming into this show, Dov, that I, I was going to get the most out of this. So it sounds like I'm going to be going through a test or two and, 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 and needing some, some of your help. But what's, um, what's the hardest part for um, a client to come find you? What's the hardest part about them finding me? No, I, hopefully you've made that easier. I don't mean the awareness part. I'm, I'm now talking back about me. What's the okay. hardest part? Uh, the hardest part is this. Mm. It's putting your hand up. So here's the thing. You, you know this. You're part, of the, you know, you're part of the marketing world. And we all know if you challenge somebody's ego, there's resistance. Yeah. And, and what happens with this is that the ego gets very resistant at this point. And what I'm, what I'm here to say is this, you know, anybody who looks at me and can see me, you know, everybody goes, oh, you know, I can see that you're a fighter. I'm not, but I look like one. Although you actually I, do. You, the ghetto came with you well, though, so you're well, done. Uh, well, I, I did box and I did do martial arts and those are part of my history. Um, and I'm, I'm certainly tough, but you know, the thing that I hear constantly is the depth of my compassion. Mm. I care deeply about people. And listen, you know, in 30 odd years of doing this, I can tell you this without a shadow of a doubt. You're, you're a coach, you know this. Nobody sits in front of me who isn't me. And I don't ever forget that. So you sit in front of me and you're struggling. I know that's me. I'm not an idiot. It may have been me yesterday. It may have been me last week. And it may be me tomorrow. And it may be me right now. But nobody sits in front of me who isn't me. And through that place, I can have compassion with, for you. And as one of my clients said, I'm Sergeant Major Compassion. I can be really tough with you, but I'll always hold you. And here's the thing for leaders, particularly. I don't think we allow ourselves to be held, and we need to be held. Mm -hmm. Every human being needs a champion. That's what you are as a coach, Vinny, that you're a champion. But we need a champion who can boot us in the ass when we need it, but also can hold us to our heart, to their heart and say, listen, I see you, I believe in you. Because I believe that every one of us was born whole and complete. And life happens and we forget that. We start to feel like we're inadequate. We, we start believing a lot of lies. We know we've exactly. lost the value of what we really are, right? We were, we were wonderfully and fearfully made, right? And now we forgot, we forgot so many parts of that. And right. dude, I, I love- The reconciliation of the soul is that moment where you were that baby and somebody looked into your eyes and said, wow, you're a miracle. There was nobody going, oh, you know, you're not quite complete. <laughs> right? You're a miracle. And it's the reconciliation of the soul. The reason we go into leadership, the reason we go into business is to remember that. And we need a champion who can be tough and remind us, but who can also hold us in that place of wholeness. I love it. So part of the show is that we love to, you know, from time to time with guests, get inside your business a little bit. So, you know, you're the CEO of your company, right? And yep. so... Um, what's uh, one of the bigger challenges you're having in, in the organization right now? Um, we are now really looking at the changing the world of, of what we do, meaning, um, as I said, I've been doing it for 34 years. We used to go out and speak, and that's how you got me. You paid to have me speak. Now, of course, we need to do online, so we're moving more and more, and that's the bigger challenge for us is how do we get that out there? How do we make people aware of it? That's definitely been our challenge. We got the first e-course out, which cool. is on authentic leadership, but I want to do a lot more of those and be able to reach a lot more people. Of course, like you, we want to always make a bigger and bigger impact. And uh, the world of digital courses is making that so much better, so much easier. Much more available. So what's the, uh, what's the biggest barrier you're having right now in, in your digital footprint? Uh, not in the digital footprint, because I'm definitely well out there. Anybody who researches Dove Brown will definitely get swamped 
it's not that, certainly not content, as uh, the person who takes care of my digital <laughs> says, I'm a machine. It's not that, but it, it's letting people know that, that that part, the digital courses are there. So the That's, awareness, the awareness side of it. The awareness of the, of the course side as opposed yep. to just the speaking yep. or just the one-on-one -on -one co uh, courses. So you're looking to complement stages by having more opportunities for people to have access to you through your digital uh, production. That's great. Very well so said. Getting that done is going to just take time, but getting awareness to that, that that's another route of, of how to digest um, this wonderful information is, is what you're, that's one of your bigger challenges right now. Yeah. I mean, I'm always looking at how can I get them to, you know, like I said, I'm very well seen, but how do I get them see me in the digital course world? Yeah, love it. Yeah, hey, you know, I'll tell you, I can tell you a lot of stats as a stats junkie about where e-courses and digitization is going in relation to even people like you and I who've lived in an off-world, uh, offline world. And so, good for you because you're you're actually, believe it or not, forget all the noise around you. Now you're you're ahead of the curve just by working on it now. Mm, thank the curve you. hasn't even really started. It's you know, we're still at less than a 10% adoption rate in the internet for commerce. So wow. we're getting there, but we're and they say it's going to be 20 and 30%. So you're at the, you're at the early stages that I just believe everything you said, just keep doing the work every day and be that, you know, Terminator machine you just referred to yourself as, and then that'll happen. What's something our community can help you with? Um, you can certainly, if you're looking for speakers, if you're looking for um, somebody to come in, you know, again, purpose-driven organizations are run by purpose-driven leaders yeah. and purpose-driven leaders and purpose-driven organizations create cultures that are purpose-driven. And very often when we go into a company, we find an amazing CEO or amazing leader, but the company's not purpose-driven. Right. The culture's not. And a culture that is not designed is built by default. And so a lot of people say, well, this is our culture. No, it's not. How do I know? Give me a week inside there. Give me three days and then I'll show you what your real culture is. It's vastly different. That has to be designed, but it cannot, has to be designed from a place of purpose. Personal purpose, corporate purpose, and then cultural purpose. That's really good. Dov, I've really enjoyed our show today. Uh, this has been great. If you want to know more about Dov and all the things that are going on with their group, He's got gifts for us. The link is below. It's matrix.fullmontyleadership.com. Check him out. Absorb his stuff. Go through the tests. I double dog dare you to take those tests because it's going to reveal things about you. This is a wonderful gift he's given us. And I encourage you, take a step today. Invest in yourself. Take a few minutes and do it. If nothing else, go back to the early part of the show and do the purpose test that he challenged us with. Dove, I know that I'm going to do that. And so, Dove, I'm, I plan on going through that program and reporting back to you. And, you know, if this show is impactful to you today, I really encourage you to listen to it again, to share it with somebody who, one, is, is struggling with whether they're aligned with purpose Two, whether their team is struggling with where they are, their marriage. You know, I, my, my wife and I are big in marriage, and if you're struggling, then you're not aligned, and there's some reasons. And we go back, and Dov's giving you some ways to address that. And so I really want to encourage you. I rarely stop the show on this kind of preachy encouragement, but this is solid. And I just hope and pray each one of you uh, do this today. Dov, I really appreciate you having me on the show today. This is 
been a blessing to me, and I look forward to hearing the feedback on your show. Well, thanks, Vinny. And if I may just say something before we finish, I, yeah. I want to say to you, the viewers, the listeners, this. You know, Vinny takes the time to find great guests for you who bring their time and their value. People who are paid, like me, a decent change to, to, to share. And he puts them on here, takes the time, the energy, the effort. Busy guy takes the time to do that for you. So at least please go to iTunes, rate, review, and subscribe to the mm. show. And furthermore, I'm going to challenge you to do something else. Do not listen to this show, meaning don't just listen to it. Amen. Do something with it. Put it, in, put it in, in action and then write to Vinny and write to me. You can find me. It's very easy. D-O-V at D-O-V-B-A-R-O-N.com. DogBaron.com. That's my personal email. And tell me what you got out of it. Now, Vinny said, if you're struggling with purpose, well, you don't have to be struggling. Here's the deal. You can be at the top of your game, but if you're, because I work with people like that all the time, incredibly successful, but there's something missing. Struggling with purpose. They just don't want to use the words because it sounds like defeat, but they're just right. misaligned, right? That's it. It's just misalignment. If you can, like, I know I'm successful, but I want to I be fulfilled. I want to have significant fulfillment within myself. This is what you need to do. So do the exercise. Write to Vinny. Tell him what you got out of this show. Write to me. I'm happy to help you in any way I can. If you want to connect with me, I'm happy to do that. I'll even give you a little bit of time on the phone. We'll see if I can serve you in some way. Uh, see, there you are. Once again, ending the show. Awesome. Hey, thanks for being on the show today, Dawg. This has been great. My absolute pleasure. Stay curious, my friends. Stay awesome. curious. Awesome.